good, Josh. Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. I'm back once again with my homeboy, spitting bars and dropping jewels every time. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Mel Kiki Kiki, what it is. You know, my new shit's been um, British hip hop. It's not new, but like, I really been into it lately. Have gr- I really been into it? Is that different? I, I don't know what's a different, like, I don't know what's a different, like, um, subcategories. Because, you know, like, here we got trap and I don't know what else we got. But, like, there they got grime. I don't know if all of it's called grime or, like, I listen to this dude, um, Stormzy. Dude is dope, man. He got this music video, had Idris Elba in it. Honestly, that's why I really banged at it. I like the song, but it's called um, Vossi Bop, V-O-S-S-I, Bop. Oh, the uh, and Sean Paul's in it, too? Nah, and he's—I don't know—he might be. In the, he's a, a cameo. I think he's in the song, or like he's, he's singing. The... Maybe you're talking about boasty. Oh, you talking about something, something totally different? <laughs> yeah, this one that was what you just said. Was it called Vossy? I think not. I no, I said that. I don't know what the fuck I said, nigga. What are you? I said there's a dude named Stormzy. Stormzy. There's a dude named Stormzy, and he got this song called Vossy Bop. And I said that Idris Elba's in the video, but he's not singing on it. This is this is just a straight oh, up okay. solo, no collabo song. But the video has a Idris Elba cameo. Now there's a another big song called uh, "Boasty" by this British dude named Wiley featuring Sean Paul and Idris Elba. That's what Elba. I thought you was talking about. Yeah, that's the joint. I was like, that shit, right, that shit kind of big he, right he, now. Right. Yeah, that Boasty shit is dope, man. We uh, heard it at an Indian yeah. wedding. Me and wifey went home and started bumping that shit. <laughs> Boasty. Boasty, and it was, and it's crazy because it's a, a re- um, to to the to the the layman's ears, it's it's a reggae song, but there's only one Jamaican dude on the song. Right <laughs> I knew about it because I seen the Idris Alba. I crazy. seen when they uh, the video clip with Idris Alba in it. I seen that like a minute ago, and um, that just made me like interested in the song, so I looked it up or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, dope, man. Song, gotta, gotta give shout outs to the overseas team. <laughs> What made you get into that? Spotify, just experimenting with different music, or yeah, Spotify, man, and uh, Spotify with a little bit of Drake, because Drake likes fucking with the, um, you know, international type shit. So like he fuck with, he bangs with them, them British dudes, I guess, because he has a song with this dude named Dave, and I think it's called Wanna Know. Oh, I think I, I, I was heard like, of shit, it's kind of dope. Let me. Yeah, and then you know when you could like click Spotify radio or whatever you use, Pandora or whatever, like on a song, be like, oh, play songs similar to this joint. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into it. You know, like when me and wifey drove from DC this summer, I went to um, you know, Big Shack. The dude is a uh, the tingo root <laughs> boop, boop, boop. I, I, I remember do remember that, that viral video. <laughs> Three plus one is four. Big muffs. That that yeah. shit. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I remember that shit, and I just played the radio off of that. I just listened to all types of shit. Sometimes you get tired of just listening to the same old shit. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I hear you. I hear you. Nigga said, when you said Drake, I was thinking about it. Uh, I think on More Life, Drake had his uh, homeboy gigs on like two tracks, and um, KMT yeah. was one of them. And I was like, I like his verse on there. So they got they got some 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 shit. D, um, I don't know if you ever came across D Block. Is it D Block London or D Block UK? One of them, but I just thought it was interesting that like D Block had their own movement out there too. That 
I don't even know. I've never yeah, even, man. you know what I'm saying? Other than the fact that they both go D block and they, you know, they rock the same chains and all that. But the fact that they got their own shit going on over there, that's huge. They just realized the the how yeah, open man. the market is. Yeah, the internet just is just really breaking down borders. I mean, you look, I mean, technically, I mean, he's Drake is not really a quote unquote international rapper, but the dude's from from Canada and he brings like a certain kind of like um international knowledge or like just different type of shit. So we associate him with Miami or I don't know what we associate him with in Houston, Atlantis, Vegas, Atlanta, Vegas. Whatever style he takes. And um, whatever style he takes, because he takes a lot of them shits. And uh, we associate him with that. But really, the dude's from Toronto. You know, sometimes he be talking about <laughs> that Jamaican patois shit. Right. So what's up, man? How you been, though? I've been good. I've been good maintaining. Same old, same old, man. Just trying, trying to work out, be faithful in the Lord, keep my life together. That's all we could do, brother. That's all we could do. Yeah, all, all the shit that niggas say when they, they get out of jail. Just, you know, I'm trying to keep it together. Keep my head up, son. Maintain, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> keep my head up, you know, faith in Allah. <laughs> through him. Through him, I could do anything. I want to go to the mosque. Ain't trying to chase tail. <laughs> yeah, word. Uh, yeah, man, what's been up with you, man? I I know you got your daughters with the with the grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my daughter living, living having the best summer of of, of my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit, doing yeah. much more than I'm doing on her second vacation. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to her. Uh, I know she's having a great time with the grandparents. Um, now I just been grinding, dog. I worked a lot of hours this past week. Um, money. Now, you know, I mean, I, I, I got money in the yeah, bank. Pick up a couple more. It's, it's it's um it's funny like how in life you kind of take things for granted and the things that we complain about I guess maybe in this country but I don't, I don't know maybe people do it around the world but like like I complain about my job I don't like my job I complain about it like probably twenty times a day you know what I'm saying but it's really cool to have a job where you know what I'm saying if you need the overtime or if you wanted something just material not even something really important for survival but if you wanted something material it literally is available for you if you're willing to work just. You're literally exchanging time for money, you know what I mean? And uh, as opposed to a job where you're getting the same check every week, you know what I mean? So uh, shout out to that, you know what I mean? Fact, so if you ever fall back in a hole, you could just grind a little harder, get back on your feet. If you ever, I've seen people go from like souping up their cars to people who was taking the bus, having multiple cars in it, working there, you know what I mean? Like buying homes, just anything you really could put your mind towards or any goal you put your mind towards monetarily, like you really could get it if you're willing to dedicate your time to it. Yeah, shout out to your boss who's a faithful listener. <laughs> while you say I don't, I don't like this motherfucking job, man. I, I, it's a, I mean, I think they know that it's a warehouse job. So, it's people. That's just that's the general theme as people complaining about the job. You know what I mean? But I can't front. Like, you think bosses know that shit? That's interesting. Well, a lot of my bosses started out from the ground floor. Like you know, what I'm saying they didn't like hire them at that position. They started out really, literally doing. The, the 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 manual labor aspect of it and then work their way up. You know what I mean? Not that they were necessarily doing it for long periods of time, but I think they know that generally the job ain't fun. You know what I mean? It's like it's one of them things. You, right, right, right. You could just look at it and tell like you could pay these people bad money or or, or or give them like I just said the overtime that they want, and it's still at the end of the day they just gonna find something to be like this job ain't it's not a fun job doing it on that level. Um, so. It, but it's like I said, it's, it is what it is. I, I'm, I'm starting not to take things for granted, you know what I'm saying? And things that we complain about, I think, a lot in this country. I'm just, I always find a silver lining in it. So, you trying to take a vacation? 
anytime in the immediate intermediate future. I am. It's, it's, it's scheduling with my daughter. Uh, summertime probably would have been the best mm-hmm. to do it because she goes to start in kindergarten in the summer. Sorry, in, um, in September, mm-hmm. I mean, in the fall. So um, it's really maybe one of those weeks she has off if I could plan. I was trying to really do something because I got a week off in September. I was trying to do something mm-hmm. for that, but I think when I had made the decision to put my mind towards that, it was kind of was, it was a little too late to do it the way that I want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. How do you want to do it? Just to have money, you know what I'm saying, out there, and then you know obviously be able to pay for the um, okay. accommodations and things like that. So it was like, yeah, let me just. Um, but I, I still, before the end of the year, I think I want to like plan something out. Um, plus, plus I have like a flight to. What was it? I forgot the airline that they got me the ticket for, but wherever I really want to go, that they fly. So I'm, I'm gonna try to use that before that. Ah shit! <laughs> you got some, you got some bougie friends. Somebody got you a free flight. Uh, remember my sister's wedding? I didn't end up going to it. Yeah, uh-huh. they already had booked the flight. Oh okay okay. They was able to be like you could change. Back in the day, back in the day, a few years ago, I was, I was telling one of my boys like, "Yo, we should go to Vegas, yo." And he's like, "Nah, man, I, I want to do it. I gotta do it in a certain way. I gotta get talking about dropping like." A couple G's on something like a blackjack table or some oh, shit. Wow. Like, no, no. Wow, nigga. Like, what? <laughs> that's not what I was listening to. Too much Jay Z first yeah. album. <laughs> that's a, that's, a... <laughs> nigga, that's why I asked you, like, what, what is it that you want to do? Because like he was like, yeah, that's how I want to do it properly, man. I want to do this and bottles and stuff like that. I was like, nigga, I just want to go to a couple of clubs, maybe, yeah. maybe go to a few, you know. <laughs> Gentlemen's entertainment or something like that. Nah, but, I'm talking about like, like, like what you talking about me. I mean, <laughs> like going out to dinner. I'm talking about regular shit. Going out to dinner and fucking um paying for the hotel and all taking cabs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So like just moving. On. He said essential shit. You know, like you know. <laughs> but then you, like like in real talk, you, you know, shit comes up. Like I can't if you plan a trip in September. You know, that's right after back to school. You know what I'm saying. I want to make sure my daughter mm-hmm. goes back to school with everything she needs. All that. Shit. You know what I'm saying. So it's just really planning out properly rather than just. Doing it at the women my pants and uh, that sorry by the seat of my pants and then being like, oh uh, shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess I got to get her back to school clothes when I come back. You know what I mean? Like I ain't trying to work, operate like that. So, you know, it's a cool scheme uh, doing a family vacation. Like what with my with my parents? Like like let's say you do like a family, yeah, like well, well just your family or whoever, sister, parents, cousins, whoever. It's a good scheme because then you just got babysitting there while. You know, if you want to go out for a drink on one or two of the nights or or something like that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You've done that? You've taken trips no. with your family? I don't got kids, so that's oh, not a, yeah, that's not yeah, a concern. No, no, no I didn't. But know. yeah, like, yeah. um, yeah, in general, yeah, I, I have. Like, uh, me and my family, uh, before I got married, um, me and my fiance, I don't think she had a ring yet. So I guess me and my girlfriend, we went uh, with my family to Jamaica, um, one time when I was in grad school, uh, my mom took me out with her friends to a cruise, like a Caribbean cruise. Nice, nice, yeah. yeah. Hey, they, yo, any any way to get away, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and just clear your mind is always positive. You know what I mean. So I'm gonna try to make something happen to answer your question before the end of the year. Yo, you wanna know what's crazy? Before you, I, I was almost forgot about, it, bro. I like actually sat down and watched a movie in the past week. Like that, that shit. That's what's up. That's a milestone for me, yo. Like fucking. And of all movies, I watched fucking um on Netflix, Bird Box. Wow. <laughs> all the so, so you saw a hashtag and shit on social media, but like, yo, this is a new shit called Bird Box, <laughs> y'all. Uh, I just started this challenge. <laughs> People was like, yo, what the hell? <laughs> nah, I knew I knew about it when it came out. I just didn't care to see it or, or, or watch it. And then I felt like watching something. 
like I didn't feel like watching a comedy or or like an action movie. So I was like, fuck it, let me watch Bird Box. You just wanted to be angry, angry, and just. <laughs> I, I thought it was thrilled. supposed to be more of, I guess, a horror movie of some of sorts, but um, it's crazy because at the time I watched it, and I was like, "Yo, that shit!" When it was done, I was like, "This shit whack," but I realized it was kind of like over, not overhyped, but just had it was successful in creating a buzz. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. To the point that to the to the person on the outside who hasn't seen it, you're thinking this is the greatest thing since I, like I don't know, fucking. Menace is a side, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the, the mm-hmm. like you like, oh, this is about to be the craziest movie ever. And then you see it, you like, what the fuck? <laughs> they not even show you don't even know what the fuck they running from. You don't know what's going you know what I mean? Spoiler alert, anybody out there. <laughs> see Bird Box. Yeah, I mean like, Netflix ain't making no six cents with twisters and, and all this shit. I mean that that kind I mean, that's just about as complex as a movie gets with Bird yeah. Box as far as like Netflix originals. Like most of their movies, when you look at it, it's real like it's straightforward. Like there's some joint I can't remember the name of it, but they bit straight off of, uh Three Kings. Oh, you was talking. You told me uh, about it on the podcast before. Yeah, right. Ben, it's like ben four Affleck or five shit, military right? dudes. Yeah, Ben Affleck yeah. and um homeboy from I think uh I don't know, man. I don't know these dudes. <laughs> names. You know, all of them's like, yo, that's that dude from Sons of Anarchy, and that's that other dude from whatever. Yeah. So it's one of them joints, and um they they go to steal some drug dealers' money, and then they planned on getting away i suppose like but that was like what i just told you is the movie so when you go watch it you might go watch it for the action or you might go watch it because you're a fan of um jacks teller from sons of anarchy but <laughs> it's, it's just straightforward so it's not bad it's just that I, it was a i felt good about spending my hour and a half on the movie but it wasn't nothing yeah yeah you know, yeah to, to, Oscar that, winning and shit. to that to that point though like i like a couple maybe like a day or two after i was like bird box really wasn't that bad i think i was just you know what i mean and that, that just shows you with today i guess if, more than anything netflix was successful at like promoting that movie and you know what i mean getting mm-hmm. people to talk about it um almost to the detriment of the cre- of of the art you know what i mean Almost like yeah. well, people kind of walked in there with an expectation of which which just happens in movies and television and things like that. So, but it just, it just it, I don't know. I thought it was crazy. Like it just makes you think as like even like an artist or as a as a small business owner, like you could be great at your craft, but you got to be almost just as great at promoting the shit. Cause or else you know what I mean, you ain't gonna get the business. You ain't gonna get the the, the phone calls. And it, uh, kudos to them for creating a buzz on that. Yeah, branding is huge. Like you ever see something that's kind of mediocre, but the branding was incredible. Mm-hmm. So they just get mad customers or whatever. It happens to restaurants all the time. Like there's restaurants where the food is like top notch. Then they close down. Then there's some, bur- you know, sandwich shop that's it's okay, but they got an interesting some interesting shit on Instagram, and they get people just coming mm-hmm. in their doors. Yeah, yeah. Nah, shout out, shout out to Bird Box, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. Even like uh, I understood Bird Box memes without seeing the movie. You know what I'm saying? So that shows they did their job. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's Netflix, man. They just and also Netflix just throws a bunch of shit out there. Like when you go on and they start suggesting everything, it feels like everything is a Netflix original that they suggesting. They just make all kinds of shit in Swedish language and cartoon shit. All cartoons, mad comedy. Stand-up comedians I would never look at, or think I would look at, but then on a random day I might click on yeah. that shit. I don't, I don't get my money's worth off of the Netflix, but my daughter uh, definitely does. She rocks out with that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So after we did our podcast last week, 
I, I believe it was the following day. I remember waking up and the first thing I see was uh, Jeffrey Epstein commits suicide in his prison cell. And I, I ain't gonna lie, man, before like maybe, what, two weeks, a month ago, I didn't know who the fuck Jeffrey Epstein was. Like, no one. <laughs> like, for real. So, I'm all powerful people did, apparently. Well, yeah. He's like one of those dudes. Like, if you go to, if, like, so, you know, bless the Lord, if we were to, like, get into, like, Hollywood or some shit like that, we go to one of the parties, you'd be like, oh, there goes Idris Elba, there goes, you know, Jay-Z, there goes, you know, Cameron Diaz. Who's that dude that everyone is, like, respecting? And it's, like, that's the dude yeah. that that's powerful. He's probably, like, that dude. Uh, apparently, he was a pimp. <laughs> and uh well of yeah. sorts among other things right <laughs> yeah uh, and and the day that he quote unquote committed suicide in his prison cell uh a newspaper article on i think the daily news and i what was it the probably the post i've seen it on uh talked about just how he had a, a young lady um basically provide sexual favors to himself and um powerful friends i should say they had a picture of her with prince andrew of the uk uh she's alleged to well girls connected to him alleged to have been with like bill clinton just all types of stuff was i was reading an article and like i was in the store and want to buy the paper <laughs> i was i was soaking in as much of the article as i can i was like damn this, this shit messy and uh yeah man he had basically had like some chick working for him recruiting young girls uh for his sexual favors and massages and the crazy part about as i'm reading the article i'm like yo i've seen this shit on law and order i definitely seen this episode on fucking law and order i've seen it like recently like but it was an old episode you know what i mean like back when stabler was still on the show i think but the shit was like it was nuts bro like it was the same exact storyline it was a rich dude he had powerful friends he was using his friends to get him out of trouble he was having young girls come through like high school age do massages for he was flying them in from overseas it was crazy because one of the chicks that worked worked for Jeffrey Epstein kind of like to recruit girls. She like changed her name and she's like a a pilot now. And in that episode, one of the chicks that was doing that was like a pilot. <laughs> it was it was I was like yo, somebody knew the story without really trying to tell the story too much. You know what I mean? But I was like, damn, yeah, this, this shit is crazy. You know what's crazy is that the Clintons get like their circle is just some shady motherfuckers. I don't, and it's hard not to call them shady. I mean, I. I personally am a fan of the Clintons, but it's like, damn, man, like it's hard to defend them <laughs> off like your friends. Like, so people who hated Donald Trump, it's like they was friends. They was friends, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Obama, I remember they were trying to like trying to throw shade on like his associations. It would be something like he was the when Obama was a professor, he was friends with the guy who brought him to some party with his some you know one of them radical protesters from the 60s was blowing shit up like something like yeah. that like literally the closest they got to obama was his pastor but it was his pastor you know yeah. what i'm saying his pastor was a wild boy if, but, I, if I remember like, correctly right he had a wild rhetoric yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying i, I think some of it <laughs> yeah man like it, it was i think before we started rolling we were talking about um like louis farrakhan saying wild shit on the yeah. radio and people picking it up like that was what how like now Facebook people are just reading random articles and believing that shit. Like that was Louis Farrakhan. He would say random shit on the radio mm. and black people would listen to it and believe it and then share it with their friends. So like their pastor kind of, he, was, he wasn't ba- as bad as Louis Farrakhan. I don't want to compare them, but like he said stuff that, you know, white people can't dance pretty much. 
Uh, what else? He, I mean, that was that was a bulk. Yeah, of yeah. Nothing white, too crazy, but it was, it was right. Crazy. White people's different. It was like a deaf comedy jam yeah, shit yeah, on the pulpit. Exactly. White people do this. Black people do that. And we're strong, and let's keep yeah, pushing. Yeah, and they, they used it. Thought we could use it as a weapon against them. Yeah, but yeah, my point was that man, this dude Jeffrey Epstein had some friends, man, and them dudes is like, come on, man. <laughs> if you get if you get jammed up, don't mention my name. You think he was about to mention names? He would have. Oh hell yeah, he's, he's oh going yeah, down for, he was going down for mad shit. Oh yeah, because he's not. How, how do you say? Well, clearly he's a criminal. He's doing criminal stuff on an ongoing basis. But when you think of like a hardened criminal, like he's not. Like he's not that. Like he's not, or in other words, he's not like in a drug ring where he, you know the rules. Like you know how it goes. Like his intention was to get away. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even. He probably didn't even entertain the thought of getting caught. Mm. Whereas, like, if you're in like a, a game like narcotics trafficking or whatever, like, or you're murdering people or organized crime, like you know there's that possibility that you insulate yourself against that kind of thing. But he didn't. Yeah. I think he, he. So I think he would have ended up. Mentioning some names. Yeah. I think he thought he had powerful friends enough to get him out of anything. Yeah. yeah he couldn't imagine that shit. And in and a lot of my theory, I don't know any I don't personally know anyone who's been, who's done sex trafficking, like was like the leader of a sex trafficking ring, but I imagine that some of them don't even realize that how illegal this shit is or like how wrong it is, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, maybe they are. I don't know, but that's my theory. Or they're like they they ignore it. Let me say, especially when they're powerful, they don't feel they feel like they're above normal rules of conduct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's just their currency. You know what I mean? That's how they figured how right. to get social currency or, or monetary in some cases. And I'm not justifying it. It's still despicable. <laughs> no, it's not, I'm not yeah. justifying it. I'm just yeah. saying like what from their perspective. Like, I'm, if I were to just take a guess, like look at R. Kelly, man, this dude. It was damn near in public. Like he wasn't. I mean, he snuck. He did it on the low, but it was kind of in our face there for people to see. Yeah. It was just exactly, but no one publicized it. But a lot of people saw this shit to the point that he kind of was like almost screaming out loud, like for help. <laughs> he was like, "I'm gonna call myself the Pied right. Piper." <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna walk around with a Zorro mask. I'm a look at Michael Jackson. Yeah. Michael Jackson did an interview where he pretty much said, yeah, I sleep with kids. And then I forgot who was interviewing him. Chris Rock did the whole bit on it. Like the interview was like, yo, so like you're sleeping in a bed with kids. Uh, do you think that's normal? He's like, yeah. Uh, you think it's right to sleep in your bed with kids? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I have this amazing bed. They're kids. <laughs> I'm me. Yeah. And like they, this, there's a, uh, a terrible screw loose where they're like, yeah, this is some shit that you do. And at least I can do it. And I don't know about you. And they just go ahead and do it. And it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Not, not to even go off the subject too much. Though, but with, with Michael Jackson, like, did he really just escape the scrutiny of everything because he died? Because I feel like, like, I remember like, what was it, a month or so or maybe a month and a half ago, like we were celebrating kind of his, the day of his passing. You know what I mean? Like radio stations were playing his music. You know what I mean? They were talking about it on CNN. You know what I mean? Like, did he really just is dying? Just you know what I mean? Help him dodge that bullet? I think so. Well, maybe I guess the fact he he went he fought it in court. You know what I mean? And beat it. Like there's people who still he think fought in court and beat there's it. There's people who still think OJ didn't do it because he won the. You know what I mean? He beat his trial. See if OJ died right around like 1998. 
Like we'd be like, yo, man, this dude is a Heisman he's winner. A martyr. He was just <laughs> he's like huh? a martyr for the black community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like if right, like that was a sweet spot for OJ. Like he was just fading, and people have been like, "Oh, OJ, OJ Simpson died." They'd have been playing uh, on ESPN like loops of his, all his touchdowns in college, and then on the Buffalo Bills and shit like that. Buffalo Bills would have probably put up some mural or something. It'd have been OJ Simpson and Frederick Douglass just <laughs> on the side of a building. <laughs> he was on top of the black community. You right about that? <clears throat> yeah, man. But yeah, nah, Michael, I was thinking about that. I was like, yo, Michael, I don't know. Like, I don't really bump R. Kelly. Maybe I just never really bumped that much before. But it was like, nah, like, I don't, Mike is, Mike is still good in my book. And I'm like, damn, does Mike get a pass? <laughs> I mean, essentially he did, right? I mean, if you say he's good in your book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think, I, I think know, a, a lot let, of people. He may have molested some kids, but, you know, you say, I get that nigga a pass. <laughs> <laughs> It also could be a, a talent thing. Mike just has there's people who like incorporate that music with being like the greatest thing ever, the king of pop. You know what I mean? And it could just be like some yeah. some sins. To, not, now this is even for me, but to some people, your sins are more forgivable the more talented you are. You know what I mean? So it's just like, nah, it's, it, it's definitely it's definitely true. I mean, look at Kobe. He he put it in the wrong holy field, and he just came back. <laughs> I think he won a chip right after that that whole court case, right? Or like during it, pretty much. Possibly, I, the, the like he was is killing on the court. Not nah, did he? Yeah, I, I can't. I think he went to the finals and got that's. I can't. He I, lost with Shaq. I, okay, I could tell you one thing for sure. I know for, for for sure we can all agree that he was playing his ass off during that case. I don't remember what he ultimately accomplished, but night after night he would come in on on a flight from Utah, wherever that case was. And play that night mm-hmm. and be killing. Yep. Killing. Nobody could defend him. He's playing the best defense. And it's like Chris Brown. Chris Brown, he beat Rihanna up. And he, t- he laid back for a little bit. Then he came out with, yeah, three times. <laughs> this, you remember yeah, that song? Yeah, yeah. No, I remember, I remember Vegas, that song. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. came back with that. And people, people forgot that. <laughs> people forgot that he really... Beat a lady up, celebrity lady. He beat a young lady up, <laughs> huh? A celebrity lady. Yeah, a really famous lady. Like he beat her up. Oh, it, and a, a lady, moreover, a lady who's uh affiliated with Jay Z, like that. Like, and he came back, dropped yeah three times, did mad backflips on a music video, all in the video, <laughs> all on the radio. And bro, Chris Brown came and out. And people were like, yeah, he's cool. He's rehabilitated. Look, But look at his, the longevity of his career. Like, Chris Brown was out, I would like, senior year of college, I want to say. Maybe, like, junior year of college. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chris Brown came out. So it's just like, for him to still yeah. be making music, relevant music right now, that, sh- that he knew, like, it was all about that pivotal moment, I guess, how you bounce back from that 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 downfall, I guess, that... that uh, Heart that that rock bottom, you know. What I mean, can you come back up from it? And then I guess if you can, you good. He was on his way to coming way back up and being huge. However, he made mistake. Like he can't. He beat her up. Took some time off. Came back with yeah three times. But then he started doing like throughout time he started doing weird stuff. So I feel as if he just started to embrace that bad boy image and just. You never see him try to host like the Kids Choice Awards or nothing like that. He could have. <laughs> At some like, point, he threw, he could, at one point he would have. <laughs> Yeah, because not too long after he had three times, um, I think Robin Roberts, they tried to ask him a question about 
on, on you know on air on one of the morning shows. Like, yeah, what's up with beating up Rihanna? He like spazzed uh, in his dressing stop room or something like that, trying to throw a, a chair through the window. Yeah, yeah and stop bringing up old shit. And um, he had he been able to get past that, man, he would have been hosting the Oscars right now. Uh, maybe, I, yeah, maybe <laughs> you might be right about that. All right, so what else happened? This was a, like a big week too, obviously, and uh, and it's just weird news. It was headline came on my phone that was it, no, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm lying, I'm lying. I think it was it Rick. It might have been the homeboy Rick that said that told us about this Jay Z teaming up with the NFL, and I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. all right, what's what's going on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me look into this. But apparently, you know, Jay Z and the NFL are uh, working together. Um. On on in, in entertainment, so for various NFL events, um, Rock Nation will be overseeing the entertainment aspect of it, um, which which hopefully will will provide a more diverse uh, super Super Bowl lineup. And I guess um, you know how sometimes during playoff games they'll have like I remember it, uh, it was it might have been a Christmas game they had Big Sean performing. At the Detroit game, and then they had uh, during certain playoff games, they'll have people. I think French Montana performed at one, um, so they'll, they'll have uh-huh. uh, working on like artists for that, um, basically. And then uh, also on social injustice issues and how we can move forward um, from what Colin Kaepernick protested for the actual um, practical, tangible solutions to uh our social injustice problem in this country and uh jay-z actually caught some flack for it i think i've seen some feedback from it that wasn't all positive for hove you know what i mean a guy who typically is is applauded for most of what he does you know what i mean i think to some people just rubbed them the wrong way and i didn't really get that i don't know man did you see did you sense some of that yourself or since the, the the backlash kind of backlash that he's gotten yeah um that, oh, no, that of course yeah. i mean it's a bit pretty obvious people like sean king and eric reed saying stuff you know essentially calling him a sellout in short pretty much saying that you know the nfl did this thing to cap's career because cap was speaking out against uh systemic racism and police brutality and all that stuff and the nfl said yeah we're not fucking with you no more you know what I'm saying? He didn't have no drug problem. He didn't beat women up. He didn't do any of these things. He just took a knee during the anthem for a particular cause, and they ignored the cause and said, oh, we're going to focus on that knee, and then you ain't got no job. So, you know, I, I can see where they're coming from. I don't agree, but I see where they're coming from. I think I, I sent you a news. Was it yesterday I sent you that clip where it was they asked Jay-Z about uh, do you think they should still kneel or not? And I think I think just old being a little media mm-hmm. savvy, kind of realized they were kind of trapping him with that question. So he kind of deflected mm-hmm. it rather than respond to it. Kind of like it's it's not really about the kneeling anymore. Like you knew what the kneeling was for. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like his response to that, or did did that you think was uh that the the, the right way to answer that? Um. Okay, I think we. Past kneeling, yeah, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is, <laughs> and we we're done with that. We 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 everyone knows what the we. You know what the issue is? You know why we were kneeling? Okay. Do you know the issue? Yeah. yeah do you know the issue? 
Yes, we all know the issue now. Okay, next. Where are we moving on next? And I'm not, again, so to be clear, for the room, I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward and Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. Of course. I mean, look at man. Ho's been like media savvy on a, on another level probably for like the last 15 years, 10, 15 years. I'm sure like his team got some kind of media consultant. Like, listen, you know they're going to ask you this question. It's how you prepare for it. Yeah. Like he's... Like a level or two, as far as his preparation for that type of shit, like a level or two below a, a politician. You know what I'm saying? Where a politician's job depends on that. Hoves doesn't necessarily, like if he gave the wrong answer, he would still be Hove, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he gave the right answer. I'm sure he has some good handlers. And I, that was a good answer. It's, it's not about the kneeling. Because I feel symbolic. I think people are looking at the symbolism of it and not necessarily not necessarily the results, which in which the symbolism matters. Mm-hmm. And it's been the symbolism it's been, really does matter, but it's, it's it's been taken to people's interpretation of it. You know what I mean? People have taken the symbolism of what we think it means doesn't necessarily mean what somebody in Middle America th- thinks it means. You know what I'm saying? Right, and and the sy- symbolism matters in so much as it can bring on results. You know what I'm saying? Like when you take a, I mean, it's a cliche example. But like, if you take a Martin Luther King, when you look at what he means, his image, his whatever means to, um, what the cause at that time, or even now, but the cause at that time, like it mattered because that could drive results. When he was killed, it def- deflated people, and that kind of it was like a, a, like an injury to the cause. So when you look at Jay Z, kind of where it seems that he's undermining. Uh, what Cap like Kaepernick's whole thing, like he's undermining the symbolism of it, the fact of. The symbolism being, is Cap in the league or is he not in the league? If he's not in the league, you can't fuck with him. Yeah. That's that's that thought. But we can argue about symbolism because people interpret it in different ways, right? You look at, um, some some people look at the knee as disrespect to soldiers, which is goofy. And then some people looked at the knee as like defiance and standing with me and knowing that I could be shot because I, I wear a certain kind of hooded sweatshirt or whatever. So that's just that that's that symbolism of people interpreting it, interpreting it in different ways. But if you get results, people can't argue with what the results are. If you have so many NFL puts out so many campaigns about social justice or they they've hired this amount of minority performers or whatever it is, like you can't dispute that. And I think that's the good thing about this is that he has the potential. We haven't seen the results yet, but the potential to put out results that really mean something. So we'll see. And the good thing about all the backlash is that. I think it'll motivate him to put out put out a better product. Jay Z put out a better product. Or Roger Goodell. Jay Z oh. to put out whatever this whatever the product of this mm-hmm. is. I feel. I mean, I hope that he will put out a better product. It, it reminds me of when he did that deal with um Barney's. Yeah. And people was like, "Man, you selling you know white tees and 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 um Scullies for nine hundred dollars? Like the people who banged at you from the beginning, like they can't get that." Mm-hmm. And I don't really think he changed anything. He left those nine hundred dollar scullies and, and t shirts in the in stores. Also, that same week, I think that store boards of Barty's had gotten in trouble for like um, falsely accusing uh, two African American. Um, 
shoppers of uh yes shoplifting right so yeah, it, was, it right. didn't work out well for media but to your point um that you said earlier how jay-z's been well trained in the media i think even his influence shows in the fact that you don't see the nfl doing town hall style um press conferences like that you know what i mean usually they're on a the stage right Roger Goodell's fielding questions from the crowd, but that was more so like, all right, we're going to sit with a select a select people from the media. We'll sit in the middle. You guys can sit around us and ask us. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's more so the Jay Z's. He didn't want to be on the on the press conference stage. You know what I mean? And that's um, right. That goes to show, I guess, you know, the kind of influence that he's having, the willingness of the NFL to, I guess, listen to what his what he's consulting them to do. Right. Um, and also, I don't think that Jay Z necessarily. If Jay-Z feels he can do something towards social injustice I don't think he should let the fact that Colin Kaepernick doesn't work in the NFL Stop him from doing that Because one, Colin Kaepernick's also been compensated by the NFL for his protests Whereas if I feel like if me and you protested at our jobs They're not going to pay us out because we, you know what I mean? Because they (laughs) felt the need to fire us You know what I mean? Even if we had a contract, they'd be like, nah, he he violated his contracts You know what I mean? They'll find some loophole not to pay us And you know what I mean? He he was paid maybe not hundreds of millions of dollars But paid a check that he didn't necessarily play a football game to earn Um, Secondly, Colin Kaepernick Probably could be playing football, maybe not in the NFL, but if he wanted to play professional football, I'm I'm sure there's a there's a few places where he could do it if if that's really what his desire was. Um, and three, like I said, Jay Z could do something, do something, like you know what I mean. Like don't sit around and wait for the NFL to change. They, that's their beef. That's what they got going on with Cap. If you feel like you could do something, go ahead and do it, man, and and let the haters hate. And then, like you said, when you drop that fire product, they gonna all forget about it. Whatever it is, it is. You know what I mean? A halftime show or or some type of social injustice initiative. I people are gonna uh, if it's hot, it's hot. You know what I mean? Whether they want to hate on it or not, if it, if it's hot, it's hot. Yeah, yeah. And then you, I think you hit it right on the head by comparing it to like a real job because people like bystanders and like uh, spec um spectators they look at it and they they forget that like it's, it's a business you know what i'm saying yes they need to look out for issues just like any other company issues such as um diversity and social stuff and all that type of stuff but they do it they need to do that to the extent that it's healthy for their bottom line that they're making money and my and my company they we just went through a um a presentation on diversity and inclusion and the dude started pretty much started off the presentation like yo we do diversity and, and, and inclusion because it can make us money. Like, don't get don't get it twisted. Like, he was right up front. So this ain't no social experiment, nothing like that. Like, this either protects our bottom line, makes us not lose money, or it, it helps us to gain money, one or the other. So it's the same thing here. Like, the NFL will do it just so that they, because NFL is not the people, you know, they're not, don't have guns shooting up black mm-hmm. people. You know what I'm saying? So if they help, that could only be a, a an addition to what they're doing. Definitely. I think it's stepping in the right direction. And then I don't know if that's the popular opinion or not, but I think stepping in the right direction and I'm willing to um, wait and see exactly what comes of it. Yeah. Don't drop the ball, Jigga man. <laughs> and you know, the crazy thing is it's, it's insane. Just the power of Jay-Z. I think less than a year ago, maybe just about a year ago on ape shit. He kind of, what some people would call a diss to the NFL. You know what I mean? Saying, um, tell the, um, Turn them down for the Super Bowl. NFL, we don't need you. Um, every mm-hmm. night we in the end zone. 
tell the NFL we in stadiums too. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't think that was necessarily the most scathing thing, but some people would, might take that as a diss. You know what I mean? And the fact that he's turned that around, actually doing business with him now, just shows the power of of Jigaman. Yeah, he represents some some players in the NFL, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, come on, man, that dude, that man is whew, boy, oh boy. <laughs> um, speaking of of representing uh, athletes. Um, something that I found was like real weird, and it's crazy that the organization that did it is 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 the one that did it because they're known for not wanting to pay athletes. You know what I'm saying? Trying to hold them down, hold down labor, and and I'm talking about the NCAA here. Um, decided they were gonna come up with a rule, and this rule applies to, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it was limited to basketball. Um because of the way the draft works and the way that a lot of the um no 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 it it could be football as well so I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to say that but definitely uh you see it in uh in basketball more than anything that guys necessarily not going in those lottery slots you know how those what is it the first I think 14 slots are considered like the lottery slots or first 12 or something like that um it's kind of like guys that are going towards the back end or maybe varying into the second round they'll enter the draft but now they have the option uh, before the draft starts. They can, they can, kind of say, "I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna go into the NBA anymore. I'm gonna come back for another year at Duke or another year at UNC." Um, so what the NCAA decided they're gonna do with players that decide to do that are, when you initially decide to enter the draft, you have to get an agent that has been certified. Uh, let me get the exact wording of the rule. Uh, a, a agent who. Uh, but basically, they do. NCAA wants to certify agents to be able to represent um, some of these NCAA players who are, who are transitioning to the NBA, pretty much, or whatever professional sport they're going into. That's the guys I think they're doing it under. But it, obviously, it, it, it's kind of like uh, coded wording. So, like they said, the NCAA has officially added criteria for agents who wish to represent student athletes testing the waters for the NBA draft. The criteria is a bachelor's degree. Certified with the NBPA, uh, which is the uh, National Basketball Players Association, for a minimum of three years, and take an in-person exam at the NCAA office in Indianapolis. So what this would do is eliminate a powerful agent like Rich Paul from, let's say, uh, representing a player who might not be first round. Uh, sorry, uh, the the first pick or the second pick or third pick of the draft. He might be more so towards the Kyle Kuzma like. Later in the uh, in that round, you're know, like 27, 28, where those players get paid a little bit less money and obviously not are at, not as talented as the guys who are going first. Um, this will prevent like a player like someone like Rich Paul who doesn't have a bachelor's degree from representing him. Um, and it, it's it's kind of like the idea of of people saying Rich Paul as a young black agent in the NBA. And if anyone who out there who's not familiar with who Rich Paul is, that's LeBron's childhood friend who grew up with LeBron. Uh, when LeBron entered the NBA, LeBron had kind of had him go through a uh, apprentice type uh, situation with LeBron's agent and to develop his own agency. Um, and now he represents LeBron among a lot of other powerful players within the NBA and NFL. Um, and I think even Major League Baseball. So um, with his company Clutch Sports um, that he runs with LeBron. Um, 
I think people are, start, are starting to think that they're getting a little too powerful. They did some power moves in the NBA by moving um, Anthony Davis to L.A., and now it's like the NCAA doesn't want them to thrive, so they come up with this arbitrary rule, which has been dubbed not by the NCAA but by people in the media as the Rich Paul rule um, to the point that LeBron even felt like he had to respond to it um, with, in, in the form of a tweet uh, basically saying – can't stop, won't stop. They big, mad, and scared. Nothing will stop this movement and culture over here. Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag the Rich Paul rule. Hashtag stay woke. So, shout out to Bron for having teenage girls write his tweets. <laughs> what the fuck? Right, and the funny thing <laughs> is, if you see that? it, there's bad emojis. Yeah. <laughs> bad emojis in that tweet. But, um, yeah, it, it, I, I kind of feel where he's coming from. Where you would you would feel as 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 a friend to this guy that the people are coming because it's arbitrary, it's stupid, bro. It's it's like it makes no sense. Like I can represent somebody in that draft, and Rich Paul can't because I have a bachelor's degree. It does, like it doesn't even specify what the bachelor's degree has to be in. You know what I mean? It's the dumbest mm-hmm. thing, and it's it's kind of disrespectful if you think of like generational wealth in a sense where people might let their uncle represent them, or they let their cousin who you know what I mean is has some type of business savvy represent them. Um, that's preventing them from now doing that where you know now you gotta go hire this old white man to represent you and take five percent of your money now. You know what I mean? Word. Yeah, definitely, man. Like you just look at I mean, not that it is it's a, a common um it's like a common occurrence. Like when you look at Diddy, like he went to school but he didn't finish or Rich Paul but they have the skills to do this thing. And then Rich Paul essentially would be representing a bunch of kids who just didn't finish their bachelor's degree. So now they want Rich Paul to get a bachelor's degree. That's exactly that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think you know of what I'm saying putting up arbitrary putting up arbitrary barriers. Hell yeah. I didn't even think about that. that's a good point you just make. Like so if in order for me to leave to represent these kids leaving college uh leaving college early, I gotta finish college. <laughs> right. Like, it's crazy. But and then the thing about it is the rule wouldn't stop him, let's say in this previous draft, Zion Williamson was the first pick. He still could represent Zion because Zion knew he was going to the draft. He wasn't about to say, All right, hold on, let me let me go back to Duke for one more year. There's still there's still some on campus pussy I ain't get. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't gonna right. go back to Duke. So Rich Paul still would have been eligible to represent um him as long as the player he represents isn't going to go back to the draft. They would lose their eligibility at that point, which is another way to hold down young black men. <laughs> You're going to lose your eligibility in, in NCAA because you hired someone who didn't have a bachelor's degree. Like, it's the dumbest thing ever, and I think the NCAA felt the backlash coming from it, so they made some amendments to the rule and um, basically took away that bachelor's degree portion of it. Um, I do think you still need to have some type of I don't know if you have to be certified with MBPA, but you there's some type of process where you have to go through a, a, a vetting process with them just to make sure you have some type of common sense at, at the end of the day. But um, that bachelor's degree element is 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 taken way out of it, and it was stupid. It's it, it and they see we see what you were doing because eventually, what I think the the popular thought is that they were going to use that rule to now apply for everyone in the draft, like you know what I mean? Like even if you're going to enter the draft, yeah. you have to have, and it's just the dumbest thing ever. So. NCAA, like, y'all hold down young athletes, black, white, Latino, every single day. The fact that you're so in, so intent on stopping people from making money for your own self-greed is is disgusting. And I think, you know what I mean, I'm glad that people are at least, at least woke enough to call it out. And, and LeBron spoke on it, despite the emojis and the <laughs> teenage girl rhetoric that, you know what I mean, he didn't just let it happen and, and go without something. And, and Rich Paul wrote in, um, 
I believe wrote a piece in the in the Athletic, um, yeah. just stating how unfair this was and how stupid it was and how he was even considering taking legal action towards it. Yeah, I think you know it's. I don't know what the the sports agency aim is like, but like just any any institution or any anything like that that just puts up arbitrary arbitrary barriers just to block out certain types of people. It's it's, it's tough to it's a tough thing to digest. It is. It is. It's, it is scary to see. Like if you don't, if you if you're not on your p's and q's, what could happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I ain't gonna lie, man. I barely got any voice left. I'm fighting a summer cold. Which is terrible, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna wrap things up real quick. I'm out of here, man. But what, what do you uh, you heard that Rick Ross album? I think you was talking about it the other day, right? Yeah, Did you like that it? That shit is tough. Port of Miami too. Yeah, right? that shit is tough. Port Port of Miami too. That shit is dope. Yeah, cool ass speeches. Rick Ross got a formula, and I always enjoy it when he sticks to it. I never get tired of Rick Ross when he sticks to his formula. There's like an album or two where he kind of tried something new. I'm like, nah, nigga, don't mm-mm. go back to that Port of Miami shit, dog. <laughs> go back, go back to that Port of Miami shit, man. I be- I bench press more when I listen to classic Rick Ross. You're the second person that said that to me in a few days. Somebody was like, "Rap music, I j- rap music makes them go harder in the gym." Oh yeah, not all of it, man. Some of it is kind of like the Migos don't. It makes me Migos make me run a little faster, but lifting weights, they don't inspire mu- like muscle <laughs> muscle development. <laughs> They know they doing it all, man. I, for me, I'd be doing them little fifteen pound weights, be bench pressing them shits when the, the fifteen fifteen uh, pound dumbbells. Yeah. When I listen to Amigos, but when I listen to Rick Ross or Jeezy, man, I'm putting up three plates each side on a, on an Olympic bar. Fuck <laughs> it, man. That's good. So well, yeah, I, I actually I'm, I'm slack and I haven't had a chance to check it out. Like I said, I've been working crazy the past week, but I'm actually gonna check it out today. Uh, Take Miami. time to enjoy yourself, man. You gotta listen to that Ross. Just sit there, listen to it. Don't it's not even background music. Just sit there and bump to it or on your drive or whatever. Just stare at the speaker. <laughs> stare the, at the speaker, man. The Take lyrics, listen. Yeah. Treat yourself, man. Treat yourself good. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, man. Work is nice, man. Overtime is nice, man. But you gotta sit down and listen to that Port of Miami too. Did you hear Rick Ross interview on Jamel Hill show or anywhere? I haven't checked it out yet. Now, like I said, or any or any interview he's done, why he's just talking talking wild. Particularly Jamel, because Jamel Hill is very um, conventional as an interview. You know, what I'm saying like she, her pedigree is journalistic, okay. but Rick Ross is very uh, more of like a he had like this um, like a freer stream of thought. So it just sounded weird because Jamel Hill is like very on track and buttoned up. You know, she cusses and says slang and stuff. But when you listen to her interview style, it's very conventional. Mm. And Rick Ross is just saying shit like, it'd be like, yeah, Rick Ross, man, like, what's been your motivation? He said, you know, I'm just trying to build. And uh, it's just, it's just, oh, I'm telling you, man, I can't even think. Like, my brain's not wired. Like, I'm just trying to build. And then when you get that Rick Ross sperm, and then and yo, you gotta listen to this shit. It's good because like if you if you could if you process it the right way, I wish I could listen to it a second time because if you process it the right way, he's saying some cool stuff, but it just sounds weird. But yeah, man, check out Port of, get that Port of, Port of Miami, Miami too, too in your life. Check him out on uh, Jamel Hill's uh, podcast on Spotify. Um, you watching anything new this week? I know you was big into the Euphoria. Uh, watching anything new this week? I just started Mind Hunter on Netflix. Mind Speaking Hunter. of my Netflix original, what's that about? Honestly, I don't know yet. Mm. I mean, the it you know when they suggest the um, how much you like 
a certain show, it was like 98% for me. Okay. I'll be honest with you, I don't like it yet, but I'm looking for them to prove me right on this 98%. <laughs> he said, let's, Cause it, <laughs> let's see how scary this Netflix shit really is, AI technology. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's about these, um, like, you know, those profilers, like they, be, they tell you, oh, well, this murderer must have been between 25 and 35. He's white and he lives with his mom, like that kind of thing. Yeah. These two FBI agents, they do that. So they going around interview, like doing research. This is like in the early seventies or something. They are doing research on trying to just figure out, make their, make it like the science more developed as far as profiling criminals. So they are just going around interviewing criminals. But like, yeah, I just don't get it yet. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just watch two more episodes and give these niggas a chance. Ninety eight percent, gotta like it, right? Netflix, they they never done me wrong. <laughs> Netflix don't fail me now. I got to check out uh, that free meek on um, Amazon Prime. I heard that was dope. Uh, shit, I'm, I, shit. Who knows what I'm going to see? I seen Bird Box. Black Panther might be next. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck around with me, yeah. man. Don't give me no free time. Damn, nigga, you ain't see Black Panther? I ain't see Black Panther yet. Nah, nah. I don't watch, bro. I don't sit that. I, I, I make fire podcasts and take care of my daughter. That's my life, dog. <laughs> I was lost in the hiatus. I had too much free time. I'm dropping. Yeah, man. You know what else I do? Treat yourself. I love free time. What else I do in my free time, man? I have a fire radio show. The Night Shift is available on the Mixcloud app and on Mixcloud.com. And I just dropped uh, a, a spinoff of the Night Shift called R&B Nights, where it's like a quiet storm type feel. You know what I mean? So check that out on Mixcloud. Uh, follow DJ Plicka Playboy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-L-A-Y-B-O-Y. Uh, and just everything I do. I got a rap one coming out too, straight rap radio show. And of course, the night shift is uh hip hop and everything, all genres, EDM, everything. So we do it, we do it big. Um, Keith, where can they find you at on social media, brother? Me and my underscore thirty five. Nice. Um, and that's on Instagram, right? Yes, it is. You can check me out on Instagram at Plickapeezy P L I C C A P E E Z Y. Also, you can follow Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Follow the movement. Keep up with everything we do. Oh, shit, man. We're going to catch y'all next week. We up out of here. Keep saying goodbye to the people, though. Peace. Better every day, y'all. We out.